0: One, two, three, Welcome, we are the Ladybirds, and we are here having open conversations about mental health, sex, and womanhood.
1: Woo! Hi. Dear diary, my teen angst bullshit has a body count. Don't have sex, because you will get pregnant and die. You can't do anything unless you're the center of attention. Don't have sex in missionary position. You need a boyfriend who's not such a complete bum Don't have sex standing up. All I see is pork, pork souls You're a virgin, you can't. just don't do it promise well hello 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 my name is mandy and i like to talk about sex and movies and i am joined virtually today with i'm kate and i like dogs and
0: candles Mm, that's nice i love like
2: (laughs) tobacco cedar the sandalwood scents it's good yeah. chef's kiss. <laughs> I'm Gabby <laughs> and I like folk music and...
1: Oh, I like my new sweatpants. I like sweatpants. <laughs> Hell yeah. Today we just wanted to briefly kind of touch upon an important topic that will be affecting us but goes way beyond our podcast. Essentially... It was announced that Instagram will be changing their terms of service. As many people know, Facebook owns Instagram. And as of December 20th, they're requiring Instagram to follow the same sexual solicitation rules that Facebook follows. It's pretty ambiguous, and I think a lot of that is purposeful under this policy users are not allowed to post sexually explicit and implicit content which includes suggestive emojis like eggplants they're not allowed to use references to wetness or an erection on instagram nudes have been censored nipples have been censored on instagram for a while but now censored nudes are no longer going to be allowed using hashtags such as sex positive will also be banned on instagram And linking to outside websites that can be considered explicit will also be banned. And so for many people, that's linking their OnlyFans. According to Instagram, the new terms are focused on clarifying how the app uses data to serve personalized ads, what data advertisers receives, and the licensing and IP usage. But ultimately this will have an immense effect on what can be promoted what can be talked about and what can be shown on instagram this will have a huge detrimental effect on sex workers those in the sex industry sex educators because it will limit what they can talk about what they can show what they can just what they can speak to on the platform and instagram is one of the most powerful social media platforms there's a reason why you know, it's, it's been for a long time our main source by which we operate as a podcast because it's effective. You know, there are so many people there and it's such a, a wonderful way to connect with people. Unfortunately, this is a way for Instagram to be able to vet and choose who gets to use their platform and in what way. Unfortunately, this is also not rare or new Um We've been seeing in the last year, TikTok has been quietly banning also people who use the app to talk about sex for sex workers. And even just last year, journalist Aaron Taylor did a report on Instagram censoring and shadow banning sex workers, and many of them were queer creators. And this change of service is particularly disgusting for those in the sex work and the sex industry who make their living you know, through this work and we're in the middle of a pandemic through COVID and being able to do work online, be able to promote yourself is honestly one of the only safest ways you can do that. And so so many people's livelihoods are going to be in jeopardy because of this the question of the future for a lot of educators the question kind of even for our podcast and how we're going to navigate will be up in the air and so we are by no means experts it's a very complicated issue but we just felt like we needed to talk about it because we opened the season with sex education and ultimately this censoring will not prevent people from accessing the content as we've spoken to in the past. It does not stop. It does not help. It is just detrimental because what it does is it restricts education, it restricts access, and it just restricts conversations that are necessary and conversations that are needed to be had. So yeah. So what the fuck, Instagram?
0: (laughs) It's just frustrating because like sex workers have so many things going against them, like discrimination, criminalization of sex work, like shitty working conditions and all sorts of stuff like that. But then on top of it, they've been dealing with COVID this entire year, which has uh, decimated people's ability to do that. And I'm just a very big proponent of sex work is Mm -hmm. work. So like it just it's frustrating that this is just like another added layer Mm -hmm. that they're going to have to now deal with.
2: I think it's also really important to make the connection that for a lot of sex educators and sexuality professionals that are very much dominant in the digital world, you have to think about them and their Instagram accounts like like small businesses. And when Instagram is now suddenly increasing their censorship, we are diminishing what the platform could be used for them. And so they have to now make sure that they are able to expand into other digital platforms so that their work is safe and so that their work is still very accessible for folks. But that's what's really shitty is that Instagram is a really accessible platform for pretty much everyone. And for sex workers and sexuality professionals, that was a wonderful place to educate and to destigmatize sex and pleasure for a really wide range of people and to not have that anymore or to have that be very limited and to be very policed of what content can be said even like not being able to use the word sex is insane because it goes back into society stigmatizing and making sex and pleasure a taboo when really we should normalize being curious about all things related to sexual wellness not only so that we can enjoy it ourselves cuz we know we all know that we're doing it <laughs> but so that we can also engage in like safe inclusive understandings of pleasure and of sex it's like you said Mandy it's the first thing that we talked about with sex education or the lack of sex education in schools is that it creates more damage than anything else because it prevents us from having safe, consensual sex, not from having sex, period, you know? So, but it is very complicated because censorship in the digital world is still very nuanced. And so I think that's what's really unfortunate is just even censoring of our vocabulary
1: that we are able to use is pretty insane to me it's just going to be so subjective and i think what you spoke to gabby about thinking about instagram and these accounts big and small that use it like a business i i can't help but think the double standard that we will see high profile people like let's throw in a kim kardashian who will be promoting probably her lingerie or her her lines and she'll probably be posting photos that I'm sure are provocative and might violate the rules but because of her status and because of the size of her business she will get a pass in a way that other accounts other educators other other people will not um it's just going to be a loss in in many ways for many people and like I speak of it from a point of privilege because my livelihood is not going to be in jeopardy because of this loss it's rather just my own access to education and the way by which we're able to put out this awesome podcast we will have to navigate but
0: (laughs) (laughs) well not for nothing but doesn't this also just kind of feel like another way for people to police women's bodies because I feel like a lot of this is also directed yeah. at women.
1: Unfortunately, the landscape of, of Instagram and all that will will definitely be changing. You know, we are going to be figuring out how to navigate it ourselves. We'll figure out how to adjust because through everything, innovation is, is the key. And, and um, we will figure it out. You know, I think people become complacent and comfortable sometimes. And they don't realize just how easily... Things like just access to basic sex education or, or even even just funny like, you know, memes about sex, how, how easily that can just be taken away. And so I do hope that um, maybe this will wake certain people up as to how we can continue to fight for our sex freedom of speech in the digital age, because we got to fight for it every day, man. And that's what this is a reminder of. That was kind of heavy. But for, you know, we take a break and start a new season. We're going to do sex resolutions because New Year's Eve is around the corner. I love New Year's Eve. I love just the promise of a new year. Um, but above all, I really love New Year's resolutions. I just love the idea of, of wanting to start on a new foot and striving for something better and so a fun fact when we I was just brainstorming my new year's resolutions my sex new year's resolutions I discovered that new year's resolutions have been around since like ancient times and so the babylonians are the first people that had it and basically they would make promises to the gods um most of it was wishes to get out of debt which I totally (laughs) identify with I vibe with that still relevant but um it's cool to see that just like resolutions have been something that human beings have wanted forever and so we're gonna I guess we'll jump into it so my sex resolutions this year
2: Mm -hmm.
1: for 2021 is to have better sex which is like you know (laughs) what we all want I think I want to have better experiences in which I can appreciate my body and my partner's bodies more so when it comes to physical sex I would like to have more communicative sex what about you guys one of mine was to get like
0: a a proper sex toy um because i feel like all of the ones that i have are ones that i've had for a while and ones that i bought when i was much younger and much uh i'm still poor but much more poor at that (laughs) point so all of them are not in fantastic condition so i want to like set aside money that i'm going to like spend buying like proper nice sex toys and mm. do something nice for myself this year that's good i'm a big supporter of sex toys <laughs> i've actually been looking at dame thank thank you for your recommendations gabby
2: <laughs> yeah dame has quite a few i love that they focus on also encouraging sex toys with partners mm. so the one that i got was very specific to more of like partnered sex but I use it on my own and it works wonderfully obviously and I know a few of my other friends have gotten like palm which is a really good one yeah they've got a quite a variety
0: I'm gonna investigate and not get them from not to knock it but I always get mine from like I think the last store I went physically went to was like an Adam and Eve one of those like Tacky chain stores. Yeah. Sorry, Adam and Eve, we've been gone. <laughs>
2: my sexual resolution is I kind of want to, like, slow down mm. in how I look at sex, specifically, like, the sex that I'm having. And I don't know how to explain this, but I think I've been in my head a lot about, um, like just being scared that I'm going to be in a rut with my partner or Mm -hmm. that. I don't know. It's, I think it's normal to miss that feeling of can't stop touching each other when you first meet. And then that kind of naturally goes away and you enter this sort of routine. And I both want to slow down in What's going on in my head about sex, but also when we're having sex, like I want to be able to enjoy that. And I think sometimes in my head I'm like, maybe I should be doing this, maybe I should try something else, maybe I should stop it all and like just sort of refocusing what I want my sexual activities and sexual life to look like. But I think it's just important, you know, when you're in a relationship or, or really in general. To not make sex such, like, a big thing and put so much pressure on it.
0: I like that, Gabby. Because I have the same kind of issue where, like, I definitely can't get out of my head when I'm having sex. And I feel like that does kind of, like, take away from the experience because I'm in my head just, like, having this inner dialogue with myself of, like, did they like this? Is this a good push? Should I do that? So? Should I move? Like, what? Like, I don't know. And yeah. then you're just so focused on what you're thinking that you're not actually, like enjoying you're not the experience there, you're not or present. like yeah and you're not like like I feel like that's so discourteous to your partner too because mm-hmm. then you're not there for your partner but I feel like I've also had sex where I can kind of tell that my partner isn't like in their head as well so yeah.
1: that's actually a really good one. Uh, the way I see it is like the last part of my resolution is to continue to work with like my understanding about sex and like I think I have an understanding of what I need when it comes to sex for my partners, I still have a lot to, to, to learn and, and move forward with. So the way I see that, Gabby, is just like a resolution to continue to expand your knowledge and understanding and openness with sex and what, what partner sex of solo sex and just, you know, move to just have better, better sex, I guess.
2: Yeah, in the end, it really ends up with yeah.
1: that. Shall we do how we're doing okay? <laughs> this is <laughs> the last doing okay of 2020, which is crazy. And somehow the
0: hardest oh, one so yeah. far. yeah, I know. <laughs> I have one. Yes, Yes! Yes! Yes!
2: something happy. Today I woke up really early. When I came home, there was this little red card on my bed, and it was a card sent from me all the way from Vancouver to Boston, from one of my best friends, Valen. Mm -hmm. And it was just this like really sweet, really beautiful letter that she wrote. wishing happy holidays and just talking about our friendship and what our friendship means to her. Aww. And, you know, she talks about it. Uh, we've talked about this, how there is this deep connection that we have with certain people in our lives where it doesn't matter how long you go without talking to them, the minute that you do, you're like, I'm fucking home. <laughs> yeah. And she talks about it in the letter, and it was just such a little surprise. She had, to- she had asked for my address, but it had been a while ago, yeah. so I completely forgot. And just to come home to
1: that little letter and that mm-hmm. little note was just very, very sweet. I realized my doing okay this week was my brother. I was chatting with him the other night, and I've always kind of had a weird motherly role with my brother. I'm being kind of like a stern parent sometimes particularly around grades and so the other night we were chatting and he's about to finish um a semester at school and I was asking him how he's doing and he was really nervous and he's like I don't think I did well but like I think I passed everything and I could tell he was kind of nervous about telling me that and I was like it's okay like fucking pandemic like if you just pass it's good and then yesterday I got a text from him and he said I got all A's and a B so (laughs) Um,
2: Congratulations, a deal!
1: So, hell yeah, a deal! He's, like, literally, I think a semester left, and he'll get his associates, and then he's going on to his bachelor's, and he wants to be a professor, and I believe he can do it. So, yeah, so uh, my baby brother, was my doing okay this week?
0: Mine is actually along the lines of Gabby. I got something in the mail also, which I can actually hold up and show you, because my friend does this. Annually, every Christmas, and she's inspired me. I've already had Ollie for, like, five years, six years now, and I've never, like, thought Mm. to do this, but she takes pictures with her (gasps) cats and makes them into a holiday collage and then mails them to all of our friends from the veterinary (laughs) clinic, so thank you, Rachel. It's like a better version of the family holiday photo. Yeah, because, like, I don't want to see your kids, but I a thousand percent want to see your cats. (laughs) that's so cute so a shout out to my friend rachel because she does it every single year and it honestly just brings Mm. me so much joy when i see it in the mail at christmas and i'm like oh
1: yeah the cat (laughs) photos are here well you know that was it and we want to thank y'all for tuning in today and then tuning in this season it's crazy that we've been doing this in september which is wild It
2: feels wild to be ending this season. I know.
1: It feels so wild. And it feels like there's so much more to talk about with sex. So I know that, you know, this will not be the end of it. It's just the end of this season. But we can always have, you know, revivals. (laughs) As always, you know, look for us on Instagram Ladybirds Pod. You can find us there. Who knows? We'll be expanding probably our social media and, and where we'll be on in the near future. So also keep an eye out for that and above all y'all take care of yourselves it's been a hard fucking year but um all we can do is you know share work together you know all we can do is just be there for each other and so do what you can and try and find your doing okays you know so on that note 2020 fuck you but bye fuck you 2020 (laughs) the hell out of here